you know, it kind of seems like the two areas where we're most susceptible to being superficial is joy and faith. It's so appealing to act as if we believe and so much more fun to pretend that we're happy. And yet, superficial never works out well. So how can we get the real thing? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversations for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Here's our host, Menachem Poznanski. Hey, Consciously family, welcome back. Jumping back into our ancient wisdom series. I think this will be the final segment of this run. But before we get to discussing that, I want to welcome you to the Consciously podcast. Thank you for joining us. Do us a favor if you're new or an epic procrastinator. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars and a review on Apple, Spotify, or all the places that you get your podcast. Uh, do us a favor. Check us out at The Light Revealed on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out on our website, thelightrevealed.org. Check out our books, Consciously, Six Steps to Living Vibrantly with Our Creator, Stepping Out of the Abyss, a Jewish Guide to the Twelve Steps. And if you want to reach us with questions, comments, or concerns, you can grab us on Instagram at The Light Revealed or shoot us over an email, thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org. Okay, so here we go. So we've been doing this ancient wisdom series, and I'm not stopping or anything, but definitely want to jump into some other things. But I want to, wanted to round it off with an important and timely topic uh, related to the Jewish time of year, but also like the most fundamental topic, which is faith and joy. That's a really awesome, very important, critical topic to talk about. So as the title said, true faith is joy and true joy is faith. How does that work? And where did that come from? So you look around at the world and the universe around us, and you might think, how can we possibly find joy and faith in the face of our struggles and in the face of our traumas? When we look in the mirror and what stares back at us is the darkness of our misdeeds and the pettiness of our emotional hangups, how can we possibly hope for an authentic faith and what chance do we have for an abundant and flowing joy? These are the questions which we face nearly every day, subtle for some, glaring for others, Yet this time of year in the Jewish calendar invites them in even further. As if by coincidence, the time of year that the Torah invites us to feel the sadness of our national and personal tragedies and traumas is the same time of year, at least for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, when so many of us are out of sync with the normal run-and-mill schedule of our lives, when the streets are filled with scantily clad people, and when the call of the beach or vacation beckon us to strip away some of our reserve, to hold steadfast to the layers of our regular boundaries. How are we meant to face this time with joy and with faith? And how can we have both joy and faith when our faith seems to demand that we abandon joy itself and embrace the somber reflection of our grief? The holy books of ancient wisdom explain that in fact the essential connection between faith and joy is the key to walking through the challenges of our lives especially when we feel most dark. They are the keys to being able to straddle the dialectic fence of feeling sad and mourning the tragedies and traumas of our past without being consumed by them, without being swallowed by the darkness of victimhood identity and a life of defensiveness and wound licking. The question is how? What does that process look like? How does combining faith and joy add up to the ability for us to face 
our sorrows and face our struggles in trying to live up to our ideals and to who we are meant to be. The holy books explain that we can first begin to tap into the joy of true faith when we reflect on our creator himself, bringing to our consciousness an awareness of the vastness of the material and spiritual universe that surround us, drawing our attention to the utter unity of our higher power as the creator and sustainer of the vastness of this reality, that God both fills the space of existence and it contains and surrounds with totality all of it, an awareness that so all-encompassing is his presence that no change in God is perceptible from before creation till after. Just as God was all there was before, so to God is all that is now. God is, or he isn't, and he is, that the core and essence of all existence is but our higher power, like the power of a great idea contained in a thought or word, like particles of light still simmering on the surface of the sun. Yet, despite this vastness and all-encompassing nature, Hashem's Torah reveals that the essence of this whole jam is for us to feel and experience closeness to Him, that all God wants in the entirety of existence itself is to dwell here in this lowest space with us. This is the key to the whole thing, the realization of how big God is and how much He wants us. In this context, the more we feel our plainness, the more potential for joy there is. You see, the king himself requests and desires the presence of a simple subject, not to be elevated to the status of a high minister, but rather for the simple subject to be invited in to the inner chamber of the king where only his most beloveds are allowed. He's invited into the inner chamber because the king wants to drop the pretense of his royal garb and be himself. How fortunate we are. What a goodly portion and inheritance we have received. The gift of an essential and fundamental connection and relationship with the Only One. This, the holy books of ancient wisdom teach, is true faith. It is what the famed prophet Chavakuk referred to when he said and proclaimed that the entirety of the Torah is hinged on one point, Tzadik Be'emunaso Yechia, the righteous live by faith. This is the foundation of the entire Torah and the touchstone of a life of divine service and spiritual action, faith in God, by way of a faith in the idea that our connectedness with the divine is the focus of everything that is. This is a faith that rejuvenates our spirit and lights us up with joy, a joy which doubles over and compounds as we realize that every step that we take is an affirmation of our love and connection. And every movement toward good reduces the presence and power of evil and darkness in the world. You see, every step we take in this world is a proclamation of God's love and light and an uppercut knockout punch to the shades of darkness and despair. You see, when we look back and realize that despite the separation between our current spiritual level and that of our saintly forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, who walked as literal chariots of God's will, clear channels of his light and love, what we do matters in the most essential way. You see, we have the privilege and opportunity to act in good faith and act that faith out when we simply carry out and study the precepts and spiritual principles of God's Torah. That no matter the level of clarity and purity in our consciousness, or lack thereof, when we take right action, we exist in a state of embodiment to God's utter will, to the Abishter's light and love. Yet it doesn't just stop there. 
Even in our mundane work, whatever life calls us to do, when we dedicate a portion of our windfall, a portion of the value of our production to charity and to kindness, we raise up all the other aspects of our lives to the plane of God's light and love, stripping away the false layers of perception that tell us that material and spiritual are not one thing. We become partners in the fulfillment of the king's deepest desire to be intimately alone with us here. This kind of reflection is what the holy books of ancient wisdom invite us to do to prepare for a time when we have to face struggles and when it's time to mourn the sadnesses. And with this reflection, we are filled with joy at our fortune and in our love. A leap of faith in the ancient messages of our prophets that the foundation of everything is the faith that no matter what, we are beloved and our life is purposeful and filled with meaning. In this state of mind and awareness, we have the strength and capacity to look and see our limitations and flaws in the face, to mournfully reflect on the sadness of the dark aspects of life that seem to surround us. All of this while holding dearly onto, in that very same moment, an awareness of how spiritual life is and how much we are loved. So in fact, going back to our original question, it all makes the most sense. You see, the best time of year to reflect on our loss and trauma is just when we feel most out of sorts. In the moment when we feel most simple, least regal in the court of the king, that is when we are most able to tap into the joy that comes from realizing just how essential we are to the plan. You see, that is the moment when we are most deeply embedded behind enemy lines, positioned to strip away the layers of falsehood that proclaim we have no connection to the divine, that we aren't worthy vessels, of his light and love, to proclaim through right thought, speech, and action that we are indeed all of those, precious to our higher power, channels of God's light and love, and vital, essential components of the ultimate plan of reality. In that space, no matter how dark it feels, the light of our joy and faith overpowers the sadness, and that is what carries us home to the promised land of a successfully completed year of growth, purpose, and connection faith in God, faith in ourselves, faith in his faith in us leads us to joy. And that is true faith. Have a great week. Consciously is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Consciously is made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Tapora Bas Ravaro. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our audio engineer is Alps, and our artwork is by Tani Puz. Our social media team is led by Tehil Nasanian with help from Zoe Poznanski. The assistant to the regional co-host is Shmaya Hanekman, and our music is by Eitan Katz featuring Zushi. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please feel free to email us at consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Review.